0: The following podcast is brought to you by Pro Wrestling Connect, Australia's newest choice for event management and brand development, specializing in pro wrestling. And now, now the B Plus Wrestling Podcast. podcast. Watch global, global. support local, local. It's the B Plus Wrestling Podcast. In the Plus.
1: Check it out. Here we go. good afternoon ladies and gentlemen out there in the b plus land it is me it is me you're mad of mystery miss mysterious here once again it is Monday you know what that means it's another daily dose of the impact zone we're covering the latest episode of impact wrestling the last, I believe, of the tapings from Windsor, Ontario, Canada, wrapping up a big four weeks. I think I mentioned this, I've touched base on this a couple of times, but I don't know what it is about Canada. Because Impact seem to have like a great relationship there, and they seem to do some of their best work when they go there. I don't know if it's the weather, it's the people, probably both. But you know what? We're going through the last bits of tapings from Canada, and we're getting ready for the Mexico tapings happening that have already They've taped them. The time I'm recording, they've done a couple of them where we've had LAX have their final match. Spoilers: We found out they put on their social media that they had their final match with Impact Wrestling. The rumors and innuendo, so we know that they have chosen not to renew their contracts with Impact Wrestling. Sucks. I want to see how their last match ends. Where they're going to? How they're going to salvage the LAX brand? for impact wrestling if they're going to try and salvage it like a third generation of lax i theorized a couple weeks ago with daga maybe being ushered into lax and then him having another member so that there's another version or you have the ogs come back this is me just like speculating just fantasy booking at this point so how about i just get right into this latest episode of impact wrestling just this week's episode impact wrestling because there's no Impact Plus special. There's no pay per views. We get to focus deep dive into this week's episode just like it should be. Nice and straightforward. So, how about we start with the opening match? We have Moose versus Fala Bar, the Battle of the Big Boys. Now, I've been very apprehensive about these two colliding. I've made my thoughts known over the past couple weeks. uh Having said that, these guys were fantastic. As they should be. Like, Fala Bar is getting better and better each and every time that he is in the ring he's figuring out his stance in the company as a singles wrestler and he's slowly it's subtle but he's slowly getting rid of the ba ba. like he gets angrier with it and he can talk a little bit more now so it's not just ba bah no 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 he does that as well but he's slowly evolving it to be a bit more articulate and a little bit more refined. So the the Panda is evolving, ladies and gentlemen. The Falabar, the bar of Impact Wrestling, is turning into something that Impact Wrestling will need moving forward in 2019, because I have high hopes for him, and I have high hopes for Moose. Now these guys, it started out with a bunch of chops, and Moose, everyone targets Falabar's feet, because he doesn't wear any shoes, which is his mistakes, but what can you do? The same thing goes for Matt Riddle. So after big cross, mega cross body by Fala Bar, uh, gets thumbed in the eye a couple times by Moose, drops him from behind onto the ramp. Bar then rolls Moose right back into the ring. He did a big, uh, big backdrop onto the ramp. Like, I don't know what it is about Moose. Moose seems to thrive on doing big back bumps, just big elevation, whether not just in the ring, on the apron, on the corner, entrance ramp. Moose, if you want someone to take a big, sick bump on the outside, Moose is your guy. In terms of these guys just duking it out, Moose pretty much throughout the entire thing, like saying that he's a five-star athlete, he's calling Falabar fat garbage, and yep, no, 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 don't do that to Falabar. He does a big Samoan drop. Both men got back up and power slammed Moose back into the mat. I love that he he got cut up at some point on his nose, and just I love when Falabar just channels his dark side. It just makes me happy. I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm just sadistic in some way. I hope I don't think I am, but you never know. You tell me, guys. <laughs> uh, Moose ultimately got the better of the exchange, so he again went for the eyes, and surprised Falabar with a spear. He's no jackhammer required spear putting bar out for the win now i'm hoping right i I didn't want either of these guys to lose like falaba didn't look worse in defeat i'm actually happy to say that he didn't look bad in defeat but i'm hoping that moose actually it it sucks to say this he should get taken seriously if you're going to have him beat falaba have him have a purpose moving forward we can't have him face RVD again. He just needs to find a right opponent for Bountiful Glory. We're only a couple months away. We need to give him some direction. We need to give him give him a couple squash matches, but just something that makes you excited to see him because he he has all the he has all the ingredients there to be a real top level athlete. In he can be Mister Impact Wrestling like he claims to be now. He just needs the company behind him. And I'm hoping with this win, that it will happen. Backstage in the locker room, we have Tommy Dreamer giving Tessa Blanchard a pep talk about their main event tag team match. It's going to be Sammy Callahan and Dave Chris versus Tommy Dreamer and Tessa Blanchard. Now, Tessa is taking umbrage to the fact that Dreamer helped her out last week, uh, going up against Madman Fulton, and she didn't need Sammy's help, uh, didn't need Tommy's help, I should say did not want him involved at all, but you know Tommy Dreamer, he just shows up in the most unpredictable places, he just, you can't question it, he just appears, and he'll convince you that it's the right thing, because in this promo, Tommy actually gave a really good speech, I'm not gonna lie, he's talking about how Tessa should be able to accept help, how the fact that not to be stubborn, and saying that she doesn't need his help tonight, but he wants to stand in the ring with a powerful woman. And he's talking about like she's a third generation star. He talked about her grandfather, saying if he made smart business decisions, he might the wrestling scene might be a lot different to what it is today. Well, that's a little bit of a shady dot there. Talking about Tully Blanchard, how he's helping people now, but if he helped people back in the day, like if he was less stubborn, he could have made something bigger of himself. Like T- Dreamer was, like just like the negative compliments to Tessa's family. I'm surprised that she kind of took it on the chin and just like, what did you say about my dad? But uh, but again, Dreamer was just said it in such an eloquent way. You kind of just like, you kind of went with it. And in the end, like Tessa just like, you know what? I, I, I still don't like the fact that you're with me, but well, let's just do this. I'm psyched. I'm pumped. And I was pumped listening to it. Tommy, he's a very eloquent man when he, uh, don't let the the visage of the ECW original wrestler fool you. He can actually, he has a brain up there, you know, and he's got an eye for wrestling. So as much as I don't like the fact that he's inserted into everything just randomly, for now, you're done good, Tommy. You're done good. Back from the break, we have another video package. This time it's with Sue Young and her undead bride. They are behind, they are made a coffin with Havoc's name on it, and she's saying the same, we don't know what she's saying, but it's the same kind of lullaby or poem that she s- sung a couple weeks ago before she returned to Impact Wrestling. It's just like, chip, chip, don't see, hi! Like something to that effect where it's just like she's twitching, and I love, I, I don't know if the, there's a big redesign of the Undead Flower the under bridesmaids there was a redesign of the the under flower girl and everything else like there there's something that seems to be different. I think the makeup's a bit different the The dresses are different Sue young's still the same, but she had a little bit of a new uh headpiece on in the promo. I'm hoping that there's a complete redesign moving forward, and I just I am looking forward to be rooting for Sue Young. I would love to see a little bit more personality from her. I want to see, I don't, I don't see her being knockouts champion anytime soon. I think we need to build to that, but to build to that, you need to give her a little bit more creep factor, a little bit more personality, like say Rosemary, for example, where's she been? Well, to answer that question, we go to the next match, which is Jordan Grace and Alexia Nicole versus Madison Rayne and Kira Hogan, women's tag team action. Uh, Grace and Rain start getting into it right before the bell rings. The referee is trying to take care of them. And while back his back is turned, Hogan cheap shot at Nicole with a forward forearm. And once each knockout went to the corners, Rain and Nicole officially started the match. Pretty much how it's been that the frenemies, Madison Rain and Kira Hogan, they're just, the only thing they can agree on is inflicting damage on their opponents. They are an interesting bunch, to say the least. I... I'd be interested if they if Impact ever brought back the women's tag team titles. That, with the roster that they have now, like their their women's roster is getting so good at the moment. Like they've got Tennille Dashwood coming up. Like her first official match is at the Mexico taping. She's facing off against Kira Hogan. In point of fact, just with the a lot of names that are coming up through the knockouts division. I would love to see the tag team titles come back. That, that's just me. Uh, and if I they did, I could see Kira Hogan and Madison Rain being the the champs again. I don't know. That's just me again. My booking, my my mind starts to wander in some of these matches. I, I do apologize. But uh, Lexi Nicole, she took a lot. She took the brunt of the work in this match. So she's the Canadian girl, uh, hometown hero. And so she took a lot of the torment before Grace came in with the hot tag. Uh, there was a nice little bit of referee uh, referee shenanigans. I really like this. So the crowd was clapping for Nicole to break a submission that she was in from Madison Rain. Hogan starts yelling at Rain to tag her in and Rain slaps Nicole into the corner and refuses to tag in Hogan. Hogan starts holding Nicole by her hair from the outside and Rain just decides she'll let Hogan take over. Like Grace finally came in, got the hot tag to help out in the call, but the referee said that she needs to go back on the apron and wait till she's tagged in. But that wasn't the best. The best bit. So when Grace finally got back in, uh, like after she did the Grace Driver onto Kira Hogan, and then Alexia Cole, tried to pin Kira Hogan, but they found out that no, she's not the legal woman. In fact, it was Madison Rayne, and in the kerfuffle, Madison Rayne. Uh, does her cross reign neckbreaker pins Nicole one, two, three Madison rain and Kira Hogan pick up the sneaky win, just through like, you you can't follow the action properly. Just like, Oh yeah. Like that's a great ring awareness. I, I wouldn't expect anything less from Madison rain. And it's very smart. Just how I think she kind of on purpose, Madison rain, let Kira Hogan like get, um, get messed up by Jordan. And yeah, they ended up winning the match. Afterwards, they continue their attack on Jordan and Grace um, and Alexei Nicole. The lights went out. So just when they start really hammering into the ladies, the lights go out. And when they pop up, guess who's there? The demon assassin, Rosemary. She cleans house and she looks fierce. She's standing tall. Absolutely love it. Welcome back, Rosemary. I'm glad we've taken enough of a break from the the undead story. So she's Back in the regular knockout story, we're leaving the undead story now to Sue Young and to havoc. They're having a bit of a squabble. She can come back to that later, but for right now, her place is back with the rest of the knockout, so I'm happy the the undead story was kind of going in circles, and while we're looking forward for Soo Young to avoid overcrowding it. We've got Rosemary back in the picture with Kira Hogan, and now they've had their history after rosemary abandoned kira hogan so you can argue who was actually in the wrong in that scenario when kira was trying to help and then she turned heel it was a bit all over the place that like i'd argue that rosemary was the responsible i don't see kira changing her ways now but i imagine she'll be really pissed off you know i i don't see that happening that she'll suddenly like rosemary my friend i don't see that she's going to be The blue flame is going to be pissed off, and I can't wait. We had a little Impact Plus moment of the week. It was the first ever Super X Cup final from, like, 2003. It was between Gail Kim and Awesome Kong. Amazing stuff. Uh, Again, I I wish the Impact Plus moments would highlight more of the current roster or if they're showcasing some of the older stars as a reason for it. The only real reason I can see them highlighting the old uh, the Super X Cup is like Bound for Glory. Like, these meant to be Bound for Glory matches because I feel like that was from Bound for Glory. If it wasn't, I have no explanation for why it was there. It's a great match. like the, All the matches that they show are usually fantastic. But yeah, the moment of the week, I like them to be a little bit more on purpose, if they're anything else. Now we have our next segment, Ace Austin is continuing his advances on Alicia Edwards. Now I didn't mention this last week cuz I I got wrapped up in the Eddie Edwards storyline and just like what is your issue? What is your issue that that kind of um lost my train of thought that whole thing. But after like on last week's episode I'll touch base. So uh, you had Ace Austin bragging to a bunch of referees and backstage people that he beat Eddie Edwards by disqualification. And then uh, Ace Austin's like, Do you think maybe it was by design? How many people can you say have gotten into Eddie Edwards' head? I, I mean, Killer Cross is probably looking at you, Ace and like, Am I a joke to you? He would probably eat you. Hey, let's be honest. But uh, aside from that, and his genius plan to get into Eddie Edwards' mind even further is that he even said, I'm going to bang his wife, I'm going to bang Alicia. So that's his goal moving forward. Um, I don't think that's smart. I, I really don't like Eddie. That he probably murder you. I mean, I I'd, I I'd prefer it if he went crazy. I do want him to go crazy, but I would want Ace as Os, Ace Austin in one piece, preferably because he's a fantastic wrestler. I, I mean, they'd probably kill Eddie. Would probably ideally kill him off if he were to go that route. But going back to this week's episode, so Ace Austin, he's kind of sitting down in the back, he's moping, and Alicia asks if he's okay. And Austin says he's worried about Eddie Edwards, like what he did to him last week, and that he's going to, if he's going to hurt him and to hurt her. Now Alicia says, I mean, Eddie's a little like, he's complicated, but you don't have anything to worry about him. Like, you watched him eat his face, right? He's hit you with a kendo stick. He has a temper problem. Like, complicated is not the right word. This is the words of a woman in an abusive relationship. That is a cry for help. <laughs> I'm sorry. They're, they're making Alicia sound like a complete idiot. But and with that dialogue, just like, oh, yeah, he's, you know, he he's kind of hard to read. He's just, he's a, he kind of, a, he keeps to himself. He keeps to himself, you know? And he's just a lunatic. He's just a lunatic. Right? <laughs> but, yeah. Alicia Alicia's reassuring him, saying that she'll go talk to Eddie to make sure everything's okay. And that they're just friends, so he's not going to do anything to him at all. Yeah. That's going to work. Uh, to be honest, if, if Alicia was actually taking this... If they took the Alicia line, like, seriously, how... Just the constant problems they've had week in, week out. I don't think Ace Lawson needs to lie. He's just saying like, you know what? I like you. I think you're in an abusive relationship. You need someone better in your life. I'm your guy. And honesty is the best policy with women. Ace, I don't know if you know this. And ladies are kind of receptive to that kind of thing. Like just um, a shocker. I know honesty is the best policy. But yeah. Um, and you shouldn't be motivated by um, your carnal needs. Let's let's just leave it at that. But yeah, that stuff is going to continue. We will cover all of that and more after we great with our sponsors.
0: Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey guys, just a reminder: if you want to hear all of these wonderful B podcast episodes completely ad free, make sure you head over to Patreon or. Podbean, where we are the featured podcast this week you can subscribe for as little as a dollar a month up to ten dollars a month where anything you want to help us with it really helps out it's going to help us grow the site it's going to help us redesign some things and everything that we get through this and through the advertising as well is all going straight back into the podcast so that we can get Aussie Graps out there for the rest of the world to hear about for the rest of the world to see so we can grow this mission of watch global support local and build indie wrestling So if you want to be a part of that and get some really cool rewards like call-in shows, bonus episodes, ad-free like I mentioned, then head over to patreon.com slash the B plus and subscribe today. Hey everyone, just want to take a second to tell you about one of our new sponsors, Outbreak Nutrition. Outbreak Nutrition are creating supplements for survival, sharper minds, quicker reflexes, all the energy you need to take your performance to the next level, whether that be on the field, in the gym... On the gaming field, that's right, they have specifically designed gaming supplements as well to help you focus on those late night sessions. They even sell coffee, you guys, at Outbreak Nutrition. You can get coffee pods, you can get coffee beans, you can get supplements for the bedroom as well if you want to enhance your performance there. These are performance enhancing supplements for every aspect of your life, specifically designed by gamers, for gamers to stay fit and healthy in the gym, to stay sharp and focused on the game and to dominate in all areas of life so check out outbreaknutrition.com and for being a listener of our podcast they will give you 10% off your order when you enter the code B plus that is B P L U S at checkout so make sure if you want to stay on top of your game if you want to take your performance to the next level outbreaknutrition.com enter the code B plus at checkout
1: Coming back guys, part two of the Ace Austin promos backstage, so Ace Austin doesn't want to wait for Eddie Edwards to come at him in his deranged state, so what he does, he waits for the prime moment for Alicia Edwards to come through a sliding a revolving door, and he just lays down on the ground pretending that he's hurt. Alicia comes in and just like freaking out, like, oh you're okay, what the hell happened? Right? And he's, she's asking for help for medics and everything else, the referees. And Eddie comes in. He sees that Alicia is trying to comfort Ace Austin and just starts immediately attacking him. Like, Eddie, you, you weren't there. You could have just like, oh, my God, is he okay? You could have just waited. But immediately, he's just like, don't you touch him. Like, Don't you stay away from that guy. What is your issue? What is your issue? no, there's nothing going on. What is your issue? Like, They're going to keep driving that phrase through our faces for the next few weeks, aren't they? Uh, um, but yeah, <laughs> so it, security is holding back Eddie. Alicia is holding back Eddie, calling him crazy. And Ace Austin playing possum, classic Eddie Guerrero, and just like he's just waving at the waving at Eddie. He's got Alicia fooled. He's got the security fooled. We'll see what happens here, but yeah, this is um the first step in ace Austin wooing Alicia Edwards now again imagine I imagine this will probably fall right he'll fall flat on his face with this whole plan, but who knows maybe Alicia will finally see some sense and just divorce Eddie Edwards like we really she really should have done God year ago longer it it feels like yeah they're a complicated couple guys they're a complicated couple if you haven't got that idea from this week's episode or from the ones previously we have another promo this time in Venice Beach we have Taya Valkyrie and Johnny Bravo just taking a stroll with her dog and she's doing the classic just um the the little the queen just queen bee thing that's just like oh my god like that whole thing she's making bravo do all the work like holding an umbrella to keep her and her dog out of the sun making bravo do all the grunt work like picking up the dog's poo making sure that playing catch with the ball Uh, and it's little like a little chihuahua thing it's not a chihuahua but it was some kind of smaller breed dog and she's saying, like, are you, like, short-shaming him because there was, like, a big ball that he was going to play, make the dog play catch with? Are you short-shaming him, Bravo? Is this a subtle, like, Like, how could you do that? How insensitive? And just everything. And Bravo, like, he throws it into the beach. And he's like, I can't swim. I don't care. Like, you're picking it up, getting to my dog now. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah. Taya does play that sassy, bitchy character well uh, I had a bit of a chuckle watching this. I, I do prefer her Ice Queen gimmick from Lucha. I, I'm not sold on this, the, 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 the first lady of Slamtown. I'm not sold on this completely. And I feel like her reign as women's champion, as knockouts champion is kind of losing a bit of steam. So I kind of needs a little bit more of it new life breathe into it so i don't know how much longer they can hold out they they seem to be playing the idea that she's going to become the longest reigning knockouts champion she's more than capable as a wrestler to do that i just want the storyline to make sense and to keep her interesting moving forward but for now we just watch her and johnny bravo just taking a stroll on venice beach which it looks lovely out there let's be honest it made me pine for better weather here from australia Uh, before the break cameras went outside to catch rhino and michael elgin like we're not completely out of just random backstage segments of just pew people just beating the crap out of each other for no reason in hallways and cafeterias like like lax and the lucha brothers just randomly how they would fight wherever for weeks and weeks and weeks but yeah security comes to break up the fight you know that rhino and michael elgin will do battle soon when they will fight We'll find out soon enough. We have uh our third match of the evening. So after a lot of segments and promos and everything else, we cut back to the third match of the night: six-man tag. All three members of the Rascals versus Rich Swann, Willie Mac, and Rob Van Dam. Now I really enjoyed this match, and you know what? I actually thought Rob Van Dam was good in this. He played his part well. He had a chance to re- uh, let the more able-bodied wrestlers like willie mac and rich swan do the grunt work for him i thought that he didn't look as gassed i think he's acclimatized to the impact wrestling schedule now i think he's kind of got back into the swing of things when he first started like he was just sweating like shane mcmahon he was a mess and character wise he's still a mess but you know what in terms of his ability he's getting better he's getting back to the old rvd the one that he thinks everyone is copying his everyone's his moves pretty much but in this match what i loved about this the fact that the rascals are complete rvd fanboys they are like they just want to rvd in the ring all the time like he had um you had not went you had dez just want rvd to punch him just to say that he got punched by rvd I would probably do the same thing. <laughs> Let's be honest. If we ever had a match, if if you could have a match with your favorite wrestler, you wouldn't want to win it. You were just like, oh my God, I got punched by like AJ Styles. You know, I got punched by RVD. Like That's just, yeah. Y- you would live for those moments as a wrestling fan. And like, I just love the fact that uh, the the rascals, they, they completely sold RVD. just like basic punches and kicks. And where, um, we had Dez. He didn't end up getting that lovely punch from RVD. RVD just tagged in Willie Mac and just let him punch him, which, um, dick move, RVD. Just dick move. You could have let the fans give the fans what they want, but no, no, you had to be petty. <laughs> uh, in terms of the six man tag, this was the best match of the nights, but hands down, Willie Mack and Rich Swan, they seem to be gearing them up as the next tag team to, uh, like since we have LX leaving, like now we know officially, they seem to be the ones who are going to help uh, carry the tag team division moving forward. And I can totally see them being the tag champions. Like If that's the sacrifice that needs to be made, like Rich Swan goes from a singles wrestler to a tag team wrestler, Willie Mack is an excellent tag team partner. Those two, like Chocolate Thunder, Willie Mack and Rich Swan, they do magnificent work. And I, I listened to recently a... Interview with Ethan Page on Chris Van Vliet's YouTube channel where he was talking to him and like he even said he would love Rich One and Willie Mack like a, a dream match with them like for the tag team titles. Now I think we've kind of technically had that on an Impact Plus special, but I think it was a triple threat with Reno's gum just from a couple of weeks ago. So like proper, proper match, just one on one. I wouldn't be surprised if that was for Boundful Glory. They got to save that match for Boundful Glory. Willie Mack and Rich Swan versus The North. That, it would be sublime. Absolutely sublime. Uh, once the Russells got over their fanboyishness, they put on an excellent show. Really, uh, you had the combinations, like Willie Mack doing his uh, sit-up moonsault and then RVD following up, up with the Rolling Thunder. We ended the match with RVD doing the five-star frog splash and then Willie Mack, not Willie Mack, I apologize, Rich Swan doing his 450 splash from the middle rope for the pinfall and unsurprisingly rich swan rvd and willie mac pick up the win uh yeah as you can be expected rvd again looking strong but willie mac and rich swan like they they got a bit of rub from this as well i feel bad for the rascals again i want them i want those guys to it seemed like they were geared up to be the next tag team champions, and if. If LAX had stayed, maybe that could have come to pass, but now they're just being the now they're just being the jobbers for the tag team division at this stage. Because the other guys who are in the tag team division, we'll get to them in a second. Backstage again, we have an interview with the tag team champions, the North. Melissa Santos is talking to them and asking what's next for them after they've successfully defended and retained their titles for the past two weeks. They've been crushing it, absolutely crushing it. They've been the main event for so long, for the past few weeks. Sadly, they weren't the main event of this taping. But we don't want to oversaturate everyone with the North. Like you want to, um, It'll be a nice surprise when you see them. That's always good. And they said that next week at Cali Combat, they want the best West Coast tag team to step up and to fight them. So they've set out an open challenge to see what tag team will actually try and step up to the North. The kings of the North, long may they freaking reign. Love them. Back from the break, you have everyone except RVD. So you had the Rascals, Willie Mack and, and Rich Swan They're celebrating their match just from just before. And all of a sudden, Jake Chris just comes out of nowhere, Right. Uh, he starts making a fool out of himself just like you looking at my title like watch where you're stepping boy he's like whoa, whoa whoa i'll fight you i'll make you uh, you don't want to step up to the golden draw <laughs> and then he realizes that it's five on one and he's like whoa whoa i don't want any trouble and rich one's just like troubles like no troubles over there mate like okay okay be cool be cool um yeah that that happened we should point out that uh, on the ne- next week's episode, we're going to have Rich Swan get his rematch calls against Jake Christ. So maybe that was a subtle way to say we should look forward to that. I, I, I don't know. It was very weird. But yeah, what can you do, ladies and gentlemen? What can you do? So the next match that we had, the fourth match, another tag team match, the Desi hit squad versus the Dinas again now this one whoever won this uh the loser would be their servant so if the dean is lost they would be the man servants for the desi hit squad at their at their palace somewhere in delhi or bank i don't know where their palace is and if the desi hit squad lost they would be forced to work on the dina farm the dina compound shoveling carrying the truck just doing a whole bunch of other farm work like I don't know how farms work (laughs) but they've played this story out constantly and look devil's advocate the match was great the actual match between these four was really good it's just that the story has been dragged out for so long they they're gonna try and drag this out to Bound for Glory I can see it right they're gonna make uh, so I'll say it event. So the Desi hit squad lost. So they have to be the Dina's slaves for, I assume, just for the week. It might be longer. It might be just like, you know what? Screw this. And then they face off again for the humiliation of being at the Dina compound. Uh, yeah, though, I, we didn't need this. We don't, we don't need this. It's just a distraction for the Dinas and the Desi hit squad. I, I can see it benefiting cousin jake so he's a newcomer to the impact wrestling roster as part of the Dinas. it's giving the desert hit squad something to do i mean yeah like storyline wise i'm kind of over it but as for the match itself these guys did really really well right they wasted no time in, in checking each other once the bell rung uh, you had cousin jake like big boy moves right from the get-go he's uh I think Rahit attempted like a cannonball in the corner and Cousin Jake just deadlifted him and was gonna go for a power bomb but then um Rahit reversed it and then he was able to do the cannonball properly. But like the deadlift on that was just sublime. You had suicide dives aplenty I mean there was a lot of great moments. You had Gama Singh interfere and it looked like the the Desi Squad would actually win this one. And I would have preferred it, I would have preferred it, but no, the um, the foreign heels, uh, they lose, ha ha, they have to go on the Dina compound because America, and all that. This is coming from Australian, when you're doing the foreign heel thing, just, I'm kind of over it. <laughs> it would have been much more interesting to see the Dinas trying to acclimatize to um Palace lifestyle and be inserting tea and everything else, but not. Nah, they're gone straight to the time to give her, and yep, <laughs> we'll see what happens there. Uh, we have back's another backstage segment, so we cut to Callahan and Dave Christ. They're trying to intimidate Tessa Blanchard and Tommy Dreamer before the main event tonight. Callahan says that he and Dave will be the winners tonight, and they'll be the ones raising their thumbs up high for OVE thumbs down. I love Dave Christ in this promo because he is absolutely, it's no longer a United front with OVE, right? So you have Jake Christ, who's the golden draw. He's full of confidence now. He's full of swagger. He's like completely up himself now. Dave Christ is just over Sammy's bullshit. And I absolutely love it. (laughs) He's like, he wants to do the OVE promo. Madman's not there. Where's Madman? Oh, Jake's taking him to Arby's. Like, I, I believe that's a, um, fast food chain in america or canada or somewhere and he's just like you're just talking about why because he's our monster dave like you don't take our monster out to arby's and dave's like he's not a monster man like you just keep him in the cage and i love sammy he's a monster you don't do that and Like dave chris is just over sammy's shit and he's trying to be supportive <laughs> he's like um saying how in the end the OV will have their thumbs up in victory and he was holding up his thumb in the background and Sammy looked at him just like, no, that's not right. And he tried to pull up Sammy's th- thumb up and he's just like, don't touch me. <laughs> like so sassy, so sassy. I love it. But it's, it's a subtle thing. So like they they're united, but the, the, the personalities are starting to come out more. Like I don't see, or, oh, I think it's gonna cl- cl- uh, eventually eventually break down at, at Bound for Glory. I think after Bound for Glory it might break down. It, depending on if Sammy Callahan wins his world title match against Brian Cage. Depending on how that goes, we might see that that breakdown. Now, if he loses, he might probably blame OVE. And we can see maybe the Chris brothers leaving and it'll just be sammy and madman i can see it i can see it personally um but yeah i'm just glad to see dave christ right dave christ get to do some wrestling uh, after being like I, I i remember asking last week like when is his last time they had a proper match and like Grant said, he was part of the unbreakable like before that that tag team tournament to crown the main event for unbreakable with, with, between tessa blanche and sammy Callahan. And like his match in there, like he had to, um, he had to fall down to the finger poke of doom from Sammy Callahan. <laughs> that was, um, that was fun to watch. But yeah, in terms of the main event, though, he actually got a lot more to do. We should say. Now, I, I mentioned that I thought the six man tag was the best match of the night. I didn't hate this match. I didn't, but I much preferred the the chemistry between the Rascals and Willie Mack and Rich Swan and RVD. But as for this match as well, worked out well. Uh, Tommy Dreamer, Jake Chris, they're a nice pair of safe hands for Tessa Blanchard. And then you have Sammy Callahan, who's a very, very gracious worker to everybody. Like, he makes everyone look like a million bucks, especially Tessa Blanchard, who was pulling out so many cutters, so many neckbreaker DDT combinations. Like, she was doing a couple of... um, bionic elbows she was doing a couple of dreamer moves they they were doing so well throughout this entire thing right uh i'm just trying to break down like some of the specifics i mean uh callahan does his spit takes they weren't as bad as they have been which thank god i was able to watch it without dry heaving but For the most part, it was Tommy Dreamer taking a lot of the the brunt of everything until Tessa got the hot tag, and, man, she was on fire. Like, just completely, like, clotheslines in the corner, like, forearms in the corner, like, immediately does the cutter on Sammy. Like, she was had OVE dead to rights on her own without Tommy Dreamer's help. I like the fact that she wasn't relying on Tommy. It's just that she waited her turn and she just got to kick some ass. Uh, There came a point where after a double DDT, they both go for a double cover. Actually, Sammy actually attacked the ref from behind. Didn't cause a disqualification, but just that the ref was down. Uh, So they brought out some kendo sticks and yeah, that whole thing ensued. So what happened both Dreamer and Tessa, they tried to do the thumbs up, thumbs down, but Ovee were like, "Oh hell no!" They stopped that, and they both do low blows. Now Sammy's worked because he was doing on Tommy Dreamer, but Dave, Chris, um, it was ineffective. I, I I can't imagine why. Although, can I just say, the the fact that it does still hurt for ladies, like, can we can we admit admit that? Like, yes, it's not the same. But like, you have people like Saraya Knight who will just kick anyone between the legs, man or woman, and they kill over hard, depending on how hard you hit someone between the legs. But yeah, uh, in this one, Dave Chris is like, he he did it, but then he just kind of forgot, like, oh, you're a woman. And Tessa made him pay. Pretty much just made him pay. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, the kendo stick came into play. She started beating the crap out of Dave with the kendo stick. Uh, we had a big match. She had did a gorgeous magnum on the second rope. And then she did a did an extra special one with a magnum with the kendo stick onto Dave Christ. And ultimately, that, there's a big super magnum that got her the pinfall victory. So your winners, Tessa Blanchard and Tommy Dreamer. I was really happy to see it. I mean, uh, Tessa is looking better and better each and every week. I, again, I don't know what her story is. Like, I feel like she still hasn't finished with Over Ovie just yet, and if she hasn't, what is this leading to? It, like, she has to be inserted in that world title picture at some point, if that's the storyline, if it's Sammy and Tessa for the vacant belt. I mean... We, we can't just let that story drop of Tessa being the woman who actually claims the world title. We haven't rushed this. She kind of deserves, I think she deserves it. I think she does. And I, I feel bad for saying that to Brian cage, like because he worked so hard to get the world title, but he hasn't like, he's kind of partly injured and he hasn't had a chance to defend the belt properly. I mean, like, if you're going to give it to an actual worker, give it to Sammy, give it to Tessa. Either one of them would be fantastic. Like, like I, I'm I'm glad I'm watching Lucha Underground at the same time that I'm, I'm going through Lucha again at the same time watching Impact, just because I remember like Sexy Star winning the world title. And granted, Lucha is a very, very different beast to Impact Wrestling. I think far different. But if anyone was going to, in this day and age, in 2019, become a world champion, like, a women's wrestler winning a predominantly male world title give it a tessa she's more than earned it but yeah that was impact wrestling for this week i'm very glad because last week we had what three match stoppages like three dq victories it was just like dq quick squash match promo 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 quick squash match promo promo i i didn't It wasn't the best. Like I still find enjoyment from that episode last week, but this episode was exactly what I needed. I'm so happy that everyone kind of found their place moving forward. We do have a couple of Impact Specials to look forward to after the Mexico tapings. They're gearing up for um, Las Vegas. They're going to do a couple tapings there. Uh, But right now they're preparing for, I think, next week, Cali Combat. So I don't know if this, I think this is a um, a Twitch special. So they've got matches like, I think the, the North are actually going to face off against Reno Scum going through the news. Like they're going to face Reno Scum. Taya Valkyrie uh, is going to address the state of the knockouts division. Rhino in my versus Michael Elgin finally let them fight. I want to see these two big boys just eat each other. You're going to have Willie Mack versus Trey. You're going to have Sammy Callahan versus Tommy Dreamer in a no DQ match. Yeah. Excellent stuff. And you're going to have Havoc versus Alicia Edwards, which will be very, very interesting. Haven't seen her wrestling quite some time. And then you're going to have the rematch between Jake Crist and Rick Swan. Whether this is, I I feel like this is a, again, this is in California. So we've actually done the last of the tapings here in Canada very glad great episode of impact wrestling to end the week on and i hope you guys enjoyed it too so if you guys want to share your thoughts on it how about you let me know so if you want to follow me i'm at Mr. Mysterious serious with a 17 i on all the socials facebook instagram twitter youtube and grapple hit me up let me know what you thought about this week's episode at impact wrestling if you want to follow us collectively here at The B Plus, because we're a great bunch, if I do say so myself, we are at The B Plus Wrestle on Twitter because wrestling wouldn't fit. The B Plus Wrestling everywhere else. Remember our Patreon, ladies and gentlemen, I keep saying it, but I mean it every single time. Any amount you could donate would be greatly appreciated, so we keep giving you what you want, when you want, highlighting the very best of Australian wrestling because it keeps getting better and better, and showcasing the big news from around the globe in the weird, wacky world of professional wrestling like share subscribe get that five star review i've been mr mysterious for well, the impact zone and i'll see you later